All right, so we know we got you here with the outrageous name, and now you've made it through the equally outrageous theme song. Yes. So I feel that we owe it to you to explain what in the world Lasers, Babies, and Beer is. First up, I'm John. And I'm Dina. And this is episode one of Lasers, Babies, and Beer. And yeah, it's just going to be a general podcast we're not gonna be fancy or you know it's just two people talking about lasers babies and beer all right john hit the laser noise Go. and then okay lasers why why is lasers in there because lasers are fucking cool because they're really fucking cool they are um lasers are in here because i have one Yes. Not like a ray gun, not like a mad scientist prop, yeah. but uh, an actual like laser cutter engraver, and I love it, mm-hmm. and I'm fascinated by it. So you can cut, you can like cut through things, but also engrave like bottles and. Can you do aluminum? So metal is a bit tricky. Um, usually, if you want to cut metal, you want like a plasma cutter, but there are special chemical sprays that cause a, a reaction with metal and will blacken. It'll make a nice black mark that's permanent. Um, so I can mark them with special sprays. I cannot cut them. Okay. I cannot cut super thick glass, but anything softer than those two things is up for free for all. Why did you buy a laser? Uh, well, I know, but they don't. <laughs> because I used to work as a laser operator in a small factory and it was kind of like, have you ever played that video game Portal? Yes. And it's you, a great game. So you know how when you when you get to thinking with portals and you have to kind of bend your brain to do it, but yeah. once you've got it, you're tearing through the puzzles with the portal mindset? I think lasers do the same thing. Uh, once you learn to think kind of in the 2D laser format, you just start to see what you could do with a laser everywhere you go in the world. Okay. And so I have been saving for years and I finally bought it. It's mine. I own a laser. You had to go to Canada. I had to go to Canada to pick up this laser. I wanted it so badly that I drove across international borders. How how far away was it? It was a day drive. So it was like an eight hour drive up into Canada. Well, not including from here to Spokane. To Spokane, yeah. So it... I happened to be going across the state to see my sister and planned the trip conveniently as a, a leg offshoot that. So it was more like 13 hours. It drive. was a long drive. Yeah. Yeah. There and back. It was worth it. Every penny. Well, now we can do cool engravings. We and now. We just have to actually come up with patterns and such. Oh, I can do that. Perfect. I can do it all. I'm a one-woman laser show. You have no idea. <laughs> All right, John. So the reason why babies is in the title is because I have a 
five-month-old baby girl. And she will be interrupting the podcast pretty regularly because the only time we have to record is time that I happen to be watching her. And so... Um, ah, the joys of parenting. Yes. She's currently eating a bottle. The milk inside the bottle, not the bottle itself. But <laughs> That would uh, be bad parenting. Yeah. So Eat you think it's bottle. safe to say you might be uh, bestowing some fatherly, new fatherly anecdotal advice upon our listeners from time to time? Possibly. Yes. And... Uh, probably just mentioning weird stupid things that she does as she grows up and it'll be funny because she's funny pro tip wipe front to back she's pretty freaking cute i agree but i'm also very biased (laughs) (laughs) all right and uh just to to uh clarify i'm married and me and my wife have a baby girl together which is not me which is not dina and Dina is married to her husband, who does not have babies. No, we don't have any babies. Yeah. We're some of those, um, I don't know, maybe we'll have babies someday, but we're one of those childless, newly married couples who's like, eh, yep. I like my money and my partner, and maybe we'll get to that later. Yeah. So that's the baby segment. And now it's time on, for the beer. Now the beer is going to be the main focus of this podcast. For sure, lasers and babies will pop in and out as cool things come up, but it's mainly beer. It is. So in front of us today, we have uh, Stone Brewing, their Vertical Epic number two. It's per- it's usually called 222, or at least this is how I've always done it. You started from the beginning, so go for it. Okay, Explain. so... <laughs> So I kind of cut my craft beer teeth in San Diego. That's where I was living. And they have a huge craft beer culture down there. And I was pretty surprised today when I walked into a store to pick out some beers for us to drink while we were recording to find these stone vertical epics on a shelf because they're rare. Or at least they were. It was a giant craze in Mm -hmm. San Diego. They released one a year from 2002 through 2012. And then you were supposed to collect them each year and then do them in a tasting at the end. And they were meant to age in the bottle over that period of time. Mm -hmm. So, like, you weren't supposed to buy them and crack them. Some of these you were supposed to buy them and let them sit for for close to a decade. Like, it was. Oh, it even says 10 years? Yeah. So the The last one is 12. So. Well, the one I saw was, you know, don't open. Until you know, I thought it was. I thought they were only about a year out, but I guess that depends on the which one. the The hype was like collect them all like Pokemon, and then when year twelve <laughs> got there, okay, to line them all up and do a tasting. And when year twelve got there, we had eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. Oh, nice. Um, but I did not have anything before that, so I did not have two, three, four, five, or six. So we're drinking two, and we're drinking two right now. So this is the beginning, and I've never had this one. It's very tasty. It's good. Do you want to talk about? How it makes you feel, John? Well, it it's beer. And it reminds me of um, kind of like a Belgian-style strong ale, almost. Kind of. It's got kind of a golden-y aspect mm-hmm. to it. By the way, we know nothing about beer. We just enjoy drinking it. So everything that we say descriptive-wise descriptive is probably going to be wrong. We're going to use our describing words, but we may use them inaccurately. Which is part of the fun. So, 
anyways, just deal with it. And... Uh, so the bottle is uh, labeled as an ale brewed with orange peel and spices. I do okay. get some orange. All right. Yeah. It's the citrus. Yeah, I do get the citrus in it. But it's nice. I like it. Nice. My favorite vertical epic was um, 10, 10, 10. And I'm dying to see. Because these are re-releases for the anniversary. Okay. So I'm wondering if a 10, 10, 10 is coming. It's going to pop up. Yeah. I'm super curious. And that one was a, uh, it was a triple. And it was triple. Triple. No, it's, Sorry. I don't care. It's triple. I just wanted to... No, you're right word. though. It is. It's a Belgian, so it's a Belgian trapel, uh, and it was brewed with like Gewurztraminer grapes and Fancy. jasmine in the whirlpool. Like it's a crazy recipe. Fancy. I looked it up because I homebrew, mm-hmm. as you might know, and I, I was like, <laughs> "How do I make this beer? Because it's the best beer I've ever had." And I looked at the recipe, and I was like, "Oh my god, so I'm many not ready. Ingredients. I'm not ready." So many ingredients. So, so, how did you get into beer, John? So, I got into craft beer because Paulsbo has four breweries in town. Right. And so, everywhere you go, there's a brewery. And so, I uh, got to know one of the owners of uh, one of the local breweries pretty, pretty good and just started showing up and drinking beer and learned to like good tasting beer. I used to be able to, you know, Budweiser and Coors and, you know, that kind of style beer. And now I only ever drink that stuff on very, very hot days and when I'm camping. Other than that, it's tasty, you know, complicated style beers. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's where I got my start. It was Thanksgiving like five years ago. I bought two growlers. One was a pumpkin beer and one was their IPA. And uh, I really enjoyed the pumpkin because I was a wussy seer, a wussy beer drinker at the time. And uh, I mean, I don't think that makes you a wussy. I, like, I really enjoy pumpkin beers. I happen to think that even though they've been recently bought out, Elysian is kind of the king of the pumpkin beers because they do, what, four or five every year? They're... Pumpkin or whatever one. Pumpkin Pumpkin That's my favorite pumpkin beer of all time because it's pumpkin and coffee. It's I awesome. Just, I had the pumpkin but really when it comes to a pumpkin beer, I just like a nice strong pumpkin. I don't feel like I need the coffee. So mm. I always go for the, um, I think it's called the Great Owl. Meh. No, I like it. It's good. Meh. <laughs> Meh. All right. We're going to hit some local craft beer news. Yes. We have pared down a very large list. We actually have a surprising number of breweries here on the Kitsap Peninsula. Well, we, we have made the a list. list. I have I have the list. Let me pull it up here real quick. While I'm pulling that up, what's um oh wait, wait, wait. I think I have it. It is right here. So we live in a place called Kitsap Peninsula. And we're about an hour out of Seattle by ferry boat. Yep. And we have roughly this probably isn't even all of them. These are just the ones that we could think of off the top of our heads without actually Googling anything. Right. We have um, like 18 breweries within a 25-mile radius. It's crazy. It's pretty good. I was really surprised when I moved back from San Diego. I had expected a complete loss of my beer culture. Yeah. And then I got here, and they've just been opening left and right. 
and there's breweries everywhere, mm-hmm. and it it soothes my little heart. That doesn't even include all the cideries and the wineries. Yeah, we didn't even go there. Yeah, so um, one thing just to mention since we're talking about breweries in the area, Pulsebo, starting this year or next year, will have five breweries okay. inside of it. Right, because Western Red's about to open. Mm-hmm. And there's only 10,000 people in Pulsebo. So Pulsebo at that point... What will... you're saying is Paul's Bohemians really like their beer. Is that how we're pronouncing Paul's Bohites? I don't... You live in Paul's Bo and I don't. So what do you know. usually say? I just... I don't ever mention us as that. So I don't know. Anyways, what I was going to say was that Paul's Bo will be the... Have more breweries per capita in the entire country than any other city in the, in the country. That's amazing. Because there's only 10,000 people with right. five breweries. So... However, the fifth one won't open until later this year, early next year. So, anyways, that's just a quick tidbit. So, anyone in the area should come do a brewery crawl between all the breweries because there's a crap ton. Yeah, and they do do events. I don't think there's anything happening right now, but there's a tour bus that literally does a brewery crawl, mm-hmm. and they do a north end and a south end. Mm-hmm. And the north end, they hit half, and then the south end, they hit just the other drink half. drink and eat all day long. Is it the Hales bus that does those? No, it's actually there's actually a brewery tour oh, okay. bus. I think I don't know. I think it's just called Brewery Tours in Kitsap County. Google it, folks. Google it, folks. Let's hit some news real quick. So, Wet Coast Brewing, which is down in Gig Harbor, mm-hmm. they are celebrating their second anniversary this year. It's happening on June 24th from 12 to 8. Okay. So they're going to have a little party. Awesome. So go and celebrate. Yes. Gig Harbier is the hashtag that they use <laughs> on all their social Gig media. Harbier. Gig Harbier. That's pretty good. That's pretty uh, good. Ashley's Pub, also known as Boredom's End, but it's B-O-A-R-D, like a game board. So this is cool because it's a bar. You can go drink, do that food, or is it just drinking? I think they're just starting with drinking. Drinking and play board games. Yeah, and they have something like, I wrote it down. While 10 look- taps? 16. 16. 16 taps. Damn. That's for beer. Good. And their grand opening is going to be on June the 16th from uh, 3 in the afternoon till midnight. Cool. Cosplay is encouraged. There will Ooh. be prizes. Mm-hmm. So go drink and play board games. And dress up. And dress up. I'm going to dress. You know I'm going to dress up. So Dina is a cosplayer. She um, well, used to do it a lot more than you do now. It's Just, an expensive hobby. Yeah, sure. But now you have a laser and you can make really cool stuff. With my laser, With absolutely. Laser. So, what's the next one? Silver City is having their summer kickoff. That will be at the Silverdale location, not to be confused. Silverdale or Bremerton? That's what I said. It's going to be at the Silverdale location, not to be confused with the Bremerton. Yeah, so the restaurant. And it's going to be on June 21st from 3 to 5. And the point of that one is that they're going to have some of their summer beers on. They're going to give away pint glasses with them. They're going to have uh, brewers and brewery staff hanging around so that you can talk to them and interact with them. That'll be fun. Meet the people who make the beer you like to drink. And for anyone who's not in the know, Silver City is kind of like the king on the peninsula. They are the biggest and kind of farthest distributing. And yeah. It's super they, cool. They've been in business since the 80s. They've been around a long time. I they think have... it's actually 1996. Really? Yep. No. I looked it up one time. I. Well, now I feel like an idiot. I'm going to have to Google that. 
All right, you can Google that while I talk about the Washington Brewers Festival, which is hosted by Washington Beer, which is a great organization that advocates for Washington Beer. It's going to be June 16th, 17th, and 18th in the Marymount Park over in Redmond. So it's on the other side of the water from us. Um, but it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a giant beer festival. So you'll want to go and get tickets for that and spend the day in the park drinking some lovely sudsy beer. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And that's Ruby, which is the name of my daughter. That's the baby. And she's eating her toes currently. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did want to cover a couple of tap releases while John is Googling. Go for it. Uh, Der Bloken has put their Russian overcoat back on. And Slippery Pig has put on their Baldur's Blonde, which sounds pretty yummy. Nice, light, summery beer. I haven't been to have it yet, but I'm real familiar with Der Bloken's Russian overcoat, and I do love that beer. Really? Yeah. I really like their Cast Over. Oh, Cast Over is their flagship beer, yeah, in my sure. opinion. I think the best but- beer... And this is, of course, I don't know anything about beer, but I'm one of those weirdos who really like sour beers. Yeah, explain what one of those things is. Those are crazy. I don't. You I want don't... me to explain what a sour beer is? Go for it. Yeah, it's a beer. So podcast. yeah, Go a for sour it. beer. In case you haven't ever had one, is a beer that like when you taste it, you get a little bit of pucker to your mouth. It's got a bit of a sour flavor to it, mm-hmm. and uh, from a brewer's standpoint, it can be caused purposefully or it can be caused accidentally there's just a certain strain of um i guess you'd call it i don't know if you would call it a bacteria it's bread anomalies to my knowledge and if it gets into your beer it'll sour it and some brewers will put that in there on purpose mm-hmm. um you want to keep it really isolated because it will live and be tough to get rid of so like if you brew sours you have like a religiously sour tank and you don't put anything else in it um so they're a whole different beast of beer they are and uh cast over one time there was a batch of sour that a, a cast over went sour and they called it sunshine sour and yes. it was my favorite beer that derblogan's ever made but it was a complete accident so and i can't ever have it again, again. they're never making it again <laughs> so yes silver city opened in 96 See? so you were right Ha-ha. so we now have to pause the podcast because the baby has blown out of her, her diaper so we'll be right back well, that was gross and interesting. She soiled her onesie, but it didn't touch her pants. So it wasn't a full-on maximum explosion. <laughs> yeah. She's looking at you super happy. Like, yeah. she's proud of that. She's very proud. She's very proud. <laughs> Back to the news. Or, news is over. News is over. News is over. We've developed a special little segment for y'all. So this is for all the cider lovers. Specifically for one cidery, at least for this podcast. This for, the episode, for the peninsula. So the, I think the most popular cidery on the peninsula is Bushel and Barrel. Is Bushel and Barrel. Yep. And Ruby agrees. And they don't have a tap room, so you can only find them ever out and about in the wild. And it's so good, and it makes me sad when I can't find it. Uh, so we took a moment... To put together this segment that I'm hoping John will make a catchy intro for involving Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> Where in the world is Bushel and Barrow? So we'll just, you know, save that 
as the intro, and we're good oh, to go. Oh, good. Yeah. Make so, sure you auto tune me so I can be like a famous rapper. I can monster voice you. I don't think I don't want to. Oh, Alvin in the Chipmunk voice. Yes. I, Perfect. I don't have a lot of control in this situation. <laughs> so right now, uh, Barry Bliss has just been tapped at Rainy Days in Paulsbo. Yep. Val Hall has on the cherry almond That's and the raspberry. Val Hall Brewing. Sorry. Specifically. Because we didn't go through the big list of That's true. breweries. So, uh, what was the first one? Rainy Days. Rainy Days Brewing is in Paulsbo, Washington. And they have Barry Bliss. And then Val Hall Brewing has what? Uh, cherry almond and raspberry. Okay. So, two varieties there. Fancy. And then Dog Days, which is in Bremerton, mm-hmm. also has Berry Bliss, so you don't have to drive all the way to Paul's Bow. Now, they are in a lot more locations than those three, but that's why it's called Where in the World is Bushel and Barrel, because we don't know. We don't. We just go and hunt on our own, and we find these lovely, beautiful, tasty things. Yes. If you have input on this, if you find Bushel and Barrel, let us know. Let us know. And we'll provide some sort of contact information. In the, the social media is coming. Yeah. Just assume that you can look for uh, lasers, babies, and beer with many hashtag hashtags and at symbols. And currently on Facebook. Anyways, what's next? The future. What do we plan to do in the future? Oh, cool. Future. Well, I, I think... know we discussed lasers, babies, and gin at one point. Yes. So we will be including. Um, Oh, what's this? What's the word? Not liquors. Spirits. Spirits. We'll be including spirits in special podcasts here in the future. I want to warn you all, though. John's going to make me drink whiskey. I'm not much of a whiskey fan. He says I have to do it, and I'm going to do it for you guys. She's going to have to bring her husband to drive her home. (laughs) That's what's going to have to happen. (laughs) That's going to be crazy. So... Uh, we'll be doing on-premise tastings as well. We're going to call those taste-alongs. Taste-alongs. So we'll let you know how we build our taster tray. And if you want, you can go build one just like it and sit there and maybe play the podcast and taste along with us if you want to. There you go. Uh, and then we also have access to essentially a sommelier of beer. If you don't know what a sommelier is, it's a person... Who knows all the ins and outs of flavors and spices and fancy, fancy schmancy stuff when it comes to wine and beer. However, this one, this person is specifically beer, not wine. So we will have a special, um, special episodes with him. And then we'll also try to get interviews with local brewers and people who work for the breweries themselves. A couple of other things we discussed, and if any of this sounds particularly good to you, feel free to let us know. Um, So as far as flights goes, we can do single brewery flights. Mm -hmm. We could do style flights where we do like a battle of the breweries. We could do blind tastings, like guess the beer so I can torture John after he makes me drink that whiskey. Uh, Maybe we can do some kind of a a point system. Oh, you're going to make me drink whiskey. I'm going to make you a flight full of sours. Anyways, the point system... Uh, ratings certain beers for a, a winner like maybe maybe like uh, winter winter ales like you know this one I think is four out of five and this one's but remember we don't know anything about beer so it's just personal preference which is always fun I mean I like the things that I prefer I think most people do is, yeah. that, is that a bias 
I think, I think Ruby thinks so. Yeah. <laughs> you doing okay over here? Yeah? You ready to shut this down? Ruby's ready to shut down the podcast, guys. She's ready to shut it down. Alrighty, folks, thanks for joining in on our first episode of Lasers, Babies, and Beer. We are looking at being a monthly podcast for now, mm-hmm. so you will hear from us again in July. July it is. Have a wonderful... We're going to have to come up with a better... Some kind we'll of need a closing exit. speech. I do yeah. feel like it should say, uh, we know that beer is delicious, but please drink responsibly. We'll figure something out. And we don't give beer to the baby, in case anyone was wondering. Yeah, she she, she drinks milk. That's it. Good. And she says goodbye. Bye.